It's time to decide. You must choose your subscription box. Do you want fluffy, fuzzy things? Do you want a watch that you'll barely even wear? How about more collectibles to fill the shelves in your room? No! You don't want that. You want horror movies, and you want them on DVD. No, you want them on Blu-ray. Well, buddy, it must be an omen, because here I am, and here's HorrorPack.com. Join HorrorPack.com for $19.99 a month and get three killer DVD movies plus one exclusive. Or join up for $24.99 a month and get three Blu-ray blood soakers and an exclusive each month. There, now you've made up your mind. Or I have. HorrorPack.com for the best scare anywhere. About weight loss. Then we're gonna talk about the 10 worst stuffs. It doesn't work if you laugh, idiot. I couldn't help it, it's funny. This episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast, we talk about Larry's weight loss and the 10 worst movies ever made. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast. See you at the end. Tell me when you're ready. As soon as I get room tone. Hello. <laughs> hey, Grant. How you doing? I'm good. Ran my second, well, walked my second 5K yesterday. 5.75 kilometers. Am I too loud? You always. Oh. And, uh... <laughs> I hit the back of the room. Yeah, I just had to cut it out because it's in a clip. Yeah. So. But, um, so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Marissa and I walked it, and then I did about an hour and, or, and change because I'm walking. Well, Marissa didn't have to walk. No, she did. She likes doing that anyway. A lot of fun. So it was the... Until you got to the finish line, and she sprinted across the line, went, ha-ha. <laughs> There's no finish line. We just yeah, circle. How's the finish line? Yeah, the car. The car is the start and finish line. Sprint to the car, jumped in, locked it. Well, uh-huh. I, had, I had a key, so sprint to the car, uh-huh. bang her face against the window. But I was running for the Hogwarts Academy running team. Okay. That's, that's the shirt. It says Hogwarts running team, and it's got, you know, Hogwarts stuff on it. 
Ew. <laughs> Not warthoggy stuff. Ew. Ew. Same difference. And I uh, got a little metal, and there's pictures on Facebook. It's fun. So guys, I'm trying to lose weight. Was what I'm stumbling through to get <laughs> to this point. Because I'm losing, I've lost 40 pounds since last year. I've done 16 in the last six months. So 29, give or take, this year. Yes, that's right, everybody. You don't have to put on weight during the uh, pandemic. You, you can actually eat healthy and not waste all your toilet paper. But it doesn't matter because you probably bought all the toilet paper. So you got like... You Where's know, the fun in that? 120 cases of it sitting downstairs. It's like eating too much during the holidays. It's like you have an excuse to do what you already want to do anyway. You don't have an excuse to overeat while you're stuck in the house? Yeah, because you're stuck in the house. That's not an excuse. Yeah. You're not stuck in the house. Yeah. No, you're not. You can get out and walk around. It's free. They can't stop you from walking out in the grass. and well, the fight uh, Yeah, but we're not going to get into that. We try and stay away from politics as much as possible, and we fail miserably sometimes. But, uh, but there's nothing to talk about this time. Either way, we lose. Yeah. Just like last time. And most of the times before it. So I'm also doing, or getting ready to start doing, Straight a convict conditioning routine. Convict conditioning routine? You gonna yeah. condition yeah. convicts? No. You gonna cut their hair afterwards? No, what? No. What? No. What? Wait, Not hair conditioning. Shampoo conditioning? No, this is... This is a thing written by a dude who was, who is an ex-con. He was in, he was in the federal pen for 19 years. <laughs> he was an ex-con. That means he's either dead or no, he's he, back in prison. He is an ex-con. <laughs> and uh, he wrote five books called Convict Conditioning. And it's all about using your own body weight to get in shape instead of going out and joining a gym for a ridiculous amount of money and then never going again, Matt. And uh, it's it's interesting, and it is it's very difficult, you know, because you're doing different types of push-ups and different types of leg raises and squats, and I can't do the uh, pull-ups because I don't have anywhere to do it, and I don't have a pull-up bar. Let me just string one across here. Yeah, big one. And you uh, get a shower curtain rod. That will. A couple of brackets. Yeah, that won't hold me. Uh, the shower curtain rod barely holds the shower curtain, and it's it's working you out. I mean, use that lead one. Yeah, really, the X-rays coming from the toilet. <laughs> Why would there be X-rays coming from the toilet? We we've heard what you do that toilet. I don't X-ray the toilet, and my shits aren't nuclear. Mm. <laughs> well, the smell maybe, but the shit itself is not nuclear. So any bodily function that involves a Tyvek suit, you know, <laughs> so, gotta be questioning. I'm doing all this so I can drop weight, and uh, apparently it's working because people have said they can see the difference. And I'm also down two pants sizes, actually technically three. Two and a half. Okay, I'll go with that. Which is frustrating as hell because they don't make half pant sizes. No, they don't, and they don't make odd numbered pant sizes either. Sometimes they do. It's rare. Very rare. Yeah. I need a 41. I don't got a 41. I got a 40 or a 42. No, the 42s fall off and the 40s make me go... <laughs> well, you're in bad luck then. The 40s squish the poop out of me. <laughs> Let me try this off. You're not going to want this back. 
I'm not paying for this. <laughs> I should have had a 41. I honestly think I'm actually a 45. But I'm between 44 and 46 as far as I can tell. Because 46 still fall off. But I haven't bought a 44 yet to find out. Well, there you go. That's our new invention. Three size pants. Three size pants? Three size pants. <laughs> Why is there two S's on that? Because there's three sizes. It's like a little button like right about here. Yeah. And you like unbutton it a little bit. It'll go up one size, and button it again, it'll go up two sizes. Tuxedo's already come out with that. It's a little flap teeth thing. So they can rent you or sell you one size tux, mm -hmm. and they don't have to separate pants in your jacket. Mm. It works. I would know. It works, but you need the, the smallest of the sizes. The legs are going to be baggy on you. I don't care about that. I like baggy legs. Well, if you're renting a tux, it's probably for a wedding. And you know, being all the pictures and stuff, you want it to look as good as possible. Oh, I own a tux. I'm not, I'm just saying. They that's one, Tina's. That, no, no, that's mine. That's how they were. And that's how they are when you rent them. Now, my bought one, you know, you put it on, put a belt on, cover it with a cumberbatch, and then uh, put your coat on and your bow tie. Bow tie? Bone, <laughs> bow tie. Well, that's my. That's your that, Rodney Dangerfield impression. That's my tie. <laughs> Bow tie. Yeah. I have a beard, man. You couldn't see a bow tie anyway. Actually, you could. It'd be really funny. <laughs> Just sticking out the side. Hey, what's behind the beard? Don't touch me. It's my beard. I'll get you on a spinning bow ties. <laughs> the beard will go. <laughs> what do you mean? What's wrong with my beard? Nothing. <laughs> I'm just excited to be talking to you. Oh, yeah. Like Walmart or something. Buy jeans. And because in three sizes, it'll be like, if you need a 42, say, it'll go up to 43 and down to 41. Just in case you lose a little weight or you gain a little weight. So you'd buy the 42. Mm -hmm, and have the little buttons. But it would give you the two odd sizes above and below. Huh? That way if your weight fluctuates. All right, so if anybody hears this and wants to make it, look at our Facebook page. We get 10%. Of everything. Of everything. Every Net, not gross. No. no, gross, not net. No, not net. Yeah, gross, not that's, net. That's what happens to movie makers. You get fucked over because of that. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Hey, Larry. Welcome back, Marissa. Hey, Hi. Hey, Larry. Hey, Chris. Guess what time it is? What time is it? No. <laughs> Yes. Top 10 yay. <laughs> well, bottom 10 yay. Bottom 10 yay. So this is the 10 worst rated movies of all time that you just got to see. By who? By uh, CheatSheet.com. Cheat and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like this one, man. I was surprised Corsican brother showed up on it. <laughs> no, CheatSheet.com and it's Robert Yanis Jr. Starts with number 10. So they list these in ascending order. Or descending order, really. Dreamnet dot uh, Dream dot net from two thousand and nine. You ready with this? I know it. The Hungarian romantic comedy. Oh, oh, one far field here. You know, they, it, I think it's just a generic worst. Shows a popular girl moving into a new squirrel. 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 A new school. Trying to make new friends, then has to go up against the school's queen bee. Along the way, she also falls in love with a musician, 
It also seems to have a cheerleader element to the plot. The movie is a rating of 1.8 out of 5 on IMDb. The movie doesn't seem to have any unique elements to set it apart from other high school movies. But something about it has to be terrible since it hit the bottom of the list. Wait, you're ranking movies and you haven't even seen them? Apparently. Hey, we could have done that. Hey, I just find the sites and read them. I don't watch the movies. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the person who put the list together. These are 10 worst movies I've heard of. Well, I haven't seen it really close. Number nine. Number nine? Titanic. What? The Legend Goes On from 2000. You said it's the worst movie? Not Titanic, the movie. Titanic, The Legend Goes On. Perhaps the tragedy of the sequel. Yes. Oh, Perhaps the tragedy of the Titanic is not movie. the best setting for a fairy tale movie. Yeah. This is an animated movie, right? This animated movie retells the story of Cinderella and Prince Charming. However, the characters meet on the Titanic. That's not the only weird part of the movie. There's also a rapping dog and other talking animals. It also has a 1.8 on <laughs> IMDb. That's historically accurate, though, the rapping dog. Oh, yeah. That's where you get the bulk. The bulk? Oh, you haven't seen that? Is it like a spoof of the Hulk? No, it's just a ripoff. Nice. Oh, no, it's not. It's not on this list. Should be. Number eight. You have to go on YouTube and don't watch the movie itself. Watch the people talking about the movie. Ah. There'll be plenty enough. Number eight. Birdemic. Shock and Terror from 2010. That's not fair to put that on there. Why? That's really kind of made them be that way. It's not... It's well, then like it's that's fair what, to put it on like That's what they were going for. It's not... The thriller shows a horde of mutated birds attacking the citizens of Half Moon Bay. Actually, it shows nah. one digital flock of birds over and over again. The movie focuses on a lingerie model and her boyfriend vacationing in the city. The low-budget movie... That's where the tick lives. Half Moon Bay? The city. Oh, yeah. The low-budget movie is ridiculously bad and therefore has a kind of cult following. There, is, there has been two sequels since, but like usual, they don't compare to the original, which is still one of the worst movies on IMDb. It's another one rated at 1.8. Number seven, Turks in Space. Is this the Turkish Star Wars? Yes, it is. From 2006. Have you seen this? I've seen parts of it. The movie is referred to as the Turkish Star Wars. There's a reason for that. Which is probably what it was hoping for. Shows how a family trying to adapt to life in a new solar system. The movie definitely looks like it could be something you could laugh at, given how outrageous it is. It is currently rated... 1.8? There you go. You know, why well, it's the Turkish Star Wars, right? No, I've never seen it. Because there's footage from Star Wars in it. Oh, Jesus, really? The filmmakers went and grabbed a print of Star Wars out of one of the other theaters and copied footage to use in their movie. Nice. They're Turkish. I doubt Lucas even heard about the movie until I doubt recently. Lucas even still gives a shit. The movie would have had to have made money for somebody to go in there and make us think about it. Like, what are you going to sue him for? Probably made plenty of money in Turkey. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, but it's still Turkish. Any of our Turkish listeners can tell us if you saw this? Lots of people saying you can get it on DVD. No, you can get it on DVD. I'll let you watch it and report back. All I'm saying is like it's Turkish box office money. It's not Hollywood box office money. So right. I mean, Lucas would spend more in legal fees than he would... Even if he got every penny the movie ever made, he would have still spent more in legal, legal fees. fees. Yeah. Number six. Pledge this with an exclamation point. From 2006. The Paris Hilton movie 
shows oh, yeah. shows a sorority president accepting an unconventional group of girls into her house. What's one of those movies? There have been many reality TV show personalities who try to cross over to acting, but Paris is the only one to make this list. The comedy is pretty focused on sex, but doesn't land anything as sexy or funny. And the movie is rated... 1.8? No, 1.7. Oh, 1.7. Oh, okay. Oh, it has Simon Rex in it. Oh, well, there you go. Simon Rex, a scary movie thing. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Oh, Carmen Electra. There you go. Taylor oh. Negron. Rick Overton. Nah. So the typical group. People who needed a paycheck. Basically. Exactly. The typical group. Number five. Manos. The Hands of Fate. I thought you said you never would have heard of any of these. So far, that's three. No, <laughs> you. I knew, I knew Manos. I've actually seen it. Uh, that's one of the best mystery science theaters ever. Well, I didn't see mystery science. I saw it in film class. Uh, Wait, which was a film school in Mexico? No, it was a film school in Alabama. Oh, that's all they could afford then? No, they had a lot of stuff. We even had Song of the South, and that was not having to get it from the library. We actually owned a copy of Song of the South. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it is Alabama. Uh, from 1966, this film is certainly one of the most famously bad movies ever made, and with good reason. Manos, The Hands of Fate. It's an incomprehensible mess. Oh my God, there's two sequels now. Kamanos? Yeah. Was it like the feet of fate and the elbows of destiny? Kamanos returns. Oh. 2018. Oh, Jesus. And Manos: The Rise of Torgo. Torgo is a prequel, also 2008. 2018. Excuse me. And I gotta go find these, huh? Uh. Uh, so, is an incomprehensible meth, 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 meth. <laughs> well, yes. A little bit of both. Yeah, we're going to go just stick with that one. But purports to be a, about a lost family that encounters a pagan cult. Thanks to its 1993 inclusion on MST3K, mm-hmm. this film has managed to gain a cult following despite, or perhaps because of, its flaws. Harold P. Warren wrote, directed, produced, and stars in the film... So at least audiences who don't appreciate it know exactly who to blame. I remember watching this. This was one of the ones that we watched. And this was my first run through it before Sammy and I were in the same class. Because I took this class twice. Same teacher. So, uh... You look vaguely familiar. Dr. Kermit. Yeah, that was somebody different. Dr. Kermit comes out. Okay, everybody. We're going to watch Manos, The Hands of Fate today. And this is how we talked. And that's why I call him Dr. Kermit. His name was Dr. Copeland. He just passed recently. But uh, much like your dad's impression. Well, yeah. Well, no, my dad's come down here. This is more. This is more Kermit the Frog. <laughs> but he came out. and He said what it was. He says this is probably the worst movie anyone will ever see. And I went, can't be that bad. And it is. But I agree. It is so bad. It's not good. Why, why did you have to watch this in your film class? Because he wanted to show different styles of filming. Oh, okay. And this, this happened to be one of them. you'll ever see until your projects. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. Don't go anywhere. Howdy y'all, I'm Chud. I'm a poet and philosophizer. I'm going to read you poetry and tell you what it means. Hope y'all enjoy. 
This is A Song of Autumn by author Hugh Clio. I believe he's an Englishman. My wind is turned to bitter north that was so soft a south before. My sky that shone so sunny bright with foggy gloom is clouded over. My gay green leaves are yellow black upon the dank autumnal floor. For love departed once comes back no more again, no more. A roofless ruin lies my home for winds to blow and rains to pour. One frosted night that fell, and lo, I found my summer days are over. A heart bereaved of why and how, unknowing, knows that yet before, it had what even to memory now, returns no more, no more. Now see, I believe what he's talking about is just getting older and dying, because as he says in here, it's slowly going from being real nice and fine and everything down to him not feeling so good and things are getting dark and he's a little bit more morbid and thinking more about his death. And then at the end, of course, everybody's died and he's just by himself. So, you know, he kind of wants the same thing. Okay, so there you go. A Song of Autumn by author Hugh Clio, read by Chug. Okay, I'll see you again later. So, uh, back to the list. Number four. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You didn't do the thing. What? What's the rating? The rating? Oh, it didn't give one. It's 1.9. Oh, okay. <laughs> but what I was going to say is that the sequel is rated 3.3. Ooh. And the prequel is rated 4.8. Wow, wow, out of five. That's impressive. Is that out of five? That's what they said originally. No. No, it's 1.9 out of 10. Oh, it's out of 10, so it's 4.8 mm-hmm. out of 10? Yeah. All right, well, then it's still sucks. Well, no. I mean, comparatively. It's better than the first, yeah. First one. Number four, Daniel Der Zauberer. Huh? Daniel Der Zauberer. Where is that? 2004. Translated as Daniel the Wizard, this oh. experimental German film stars pop singer Daniel Kubloch, Kubloch as he dodges assassins. The film barely has a coherent plot and is mostly designed as a starring vehicle for Daniel, whose performance here is just as dreadful as one would expect from a release often dubbed the worst ever made. For a long while, it was the lowest ranked film on IMDb, but has since been usurped by a few more qualified films. User reviews, one out of ten. Don't even think about it. Damn. For what? That Daniel DeKuberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberberber
and the film's lame humor, stilted performances, and subpar action do nothing to justify his appearance. Well, at least they didn't mention Scott Bayo. Is it oh. No. Anybody else from this movie? Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, well, no wonder it sucks. And she's playing Whoopi Goldberg. Hard, hard to believe. Number two. Oh, yep, yeah. it smells like that. What? 1.9. Oh, it's not giving me ratings anymore. I'm disappointed. That's what we're looking up. Yeah. Number two, Saving Christmas, 2014. Kirk, Kirk Cameron? Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> May have been a sitcom superstar and teen heartthrob oh, during his run as Mike Seaver on Growing Pains. Oh, Lord. But his career has fallen quite a bit since then. This? No. He has risen. Ooh. Oh my god. You're fired. Oh, cool. I'm going to have to edit this week. Just put it out like this. Nope. Give it to Larry and let him edit. Just put it out like this. This faith-based homedy... Homedy? Holiday comedy. Get text. Chris, I don't have the intro or outro. Do it yourself. <laughs> no, I'd have you do it. Where do you get that from? Aims to educate audiences about Christmas. But it fell remarkably flat. <laughs> There's an actor in here. His name is James Cameron. Says, James Cameron is an actor known for Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Another former lowest film on IMDb. This one also boasts a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. And stands as likely the low point of Cameron's acting career it's thus far. Of his relatives. Unless his job, his goal, was to create what many consider the worst holiday film ever made. If so, then job well done, buddy. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's filled with him and his wife's family. And his wife is playing his sister. Ew. I think she was... Creepy. I think he met her here. <laughs> this was before he was. she oh. was his wife. And he married his sister. It has a rating of 1.4 out of 10. And it has a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. Number one! Echo me? Number one? Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> hey, I don't know what you're asking for. Codename K-O-Z from 2015. You ready for this one? No, I haven't got it found yet. Okay, go ahead. This Turkish film oh, may boy. be the youngest one on this list, but it is written to the... Written? Risen... It has risen. See? To the top in, oh, no, <laughs> in no time flat. Criticizes a propaganda film, codenamed KOZ, purports to be a thriller about political unrest throughout the nation. However, its goal to boost support for its political perspective has only turned off audiences and critics to the little it has to offer. If the true measure of a terrible film is that there is literally no reason to watch it, then it stands to reason that this film is number one. So it has a 1.3 from IMDb. Wow. Has one piece of trivia. Nope. What's that? As of 2018, this film sits at number one on the bottom list of films on IMDb. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look all that bad. It's been focused. <laughs> the lighting's okay. That's what people do in political thrillers. They mm -hmm. point guns at people and make scary faces. <laughs> so there we have it, everybody. It could be Donald Sutherland doing that. <laughs> well, yeah, in the uh, in the redo of The Fugitive. 
Well, not Donald Sutherland, that's just Kiefer, but... I was going to say, Donald Sutherland's in the new fugitive? So there we go, everybody. The 10 worst movies, 10 worst rated movies according ever. To these people. According to the, those people. So there you go. Uh, cue terrible music. And there you have it. Another episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast. Done and done. We hope you enjoyed hearing how Larry is losing weight. And Larry enjoys losing weight. And we hope you enjoyed hearing about the 10 worst movies ever. For Chris Merson, parentheses, Harvey, and the rest of the crew, I'm Larry saying, Super Friends! Yeah, it's kind of bad, I know. We record on Sundays. <laughs> That's what they care. No. Hey, everybody. Larry here from Achieving Reality, the podcast. So you've missed the last few episodes, have you? That's cool. We got you covered now. That's right. Achieving Reality, the podcast, is now on Spotify. Nice, right? So now you can listen to us on Podbean, Google Play, Google Podcasts, and iTunes, and Spotify. We're growing and growing. I mean, wow. Follow us on Facebook and give us a listen on all of our new platforms and our old platforms. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Achieving Reality, the podcast. See you soon. Thank you.